0: Today, Shira Mr. Buryomi, is Dav Kuf Lamed and we're beginning Simon Kuf, which deals with the halachos of Tfilas Hamoed, Tsorich L'Sadir. A person has to arrange the special trilos that he says on a Yom or on a Rosh Chodesh prior to his Davni. and the Mechabah starts off and he says, Tfilos shel mo'ados the Tfilos that we say on a yontif, v'shel rashi Hadoshim, as well as those Tfilos that we say on Rosh Chodesh, again, which one is not used to saying these Tfilos every single day, therefore tzarech lahastir Tfiloso, He should therefore go over and prepare, we'll see in Dershu footnote number one, that this is true even by hearer. The HL Avrami B'chach says that this is adequate just to go over in your mind what the tefillah is, in order to be prepared to say these tefillahs, they should be fluent in your mouth. The Ramah concludes this short simon and he says, This is only required, necessary if you're davening by heart. But if you're davening from a sitter, and it's not necessary to, to review the tefillah before you say it, because it will be laid out for you in the sitter, and we're not concerned that you'll make a mistake. because you can see what you're about to daven, as opposed to if a person's davening by heart, you could easily get confused, and the remark concludes v'chayin noagim, and this is in fact the minute that you don't have to review the tefillahs for these special days prior to the davening, if you're davening from a Siddur. That's the entire sim and kuf, and now look at the Mishnabur and Sivkat and Olive to explain this in more detail. The Mishnah writes that this girsa over here that we have kein ha girsa u this girsa that we have of Moados and roshich is the girsa that's found in many svarim and including the beer who writes virosel omar musuf that this is referring to the davening of musuf. These tefilos that we're talking about over here. Because Shachros is pretty much the same. So here, Bahatam, the reason he is because you don't have the Muslim every day. You daven it only on these special days. Occasionally. Therefore, a person is not so familiar with these tefilos to say them by heart. The Pre Magadim, however, brings down in the name of the Bach and the Pre Duwadin Duadin Yalaviyavo de Shachras. This is true not only for Musaf, but the same halacha would apply by shachris with the insertion of Yalaviyavo. Oh, Bimei, the Hulei, the This is a reference to the alanisim, which he says, Bimei, Mordechai, Bimei, Matus So that's why it's called Bimei. It's what we call it in the vernacular, Alanisim. So this is true also for the Alanisim Tevila that we say on Chanukopurim. Gam mitchila. You have to go over them beforehand if you're davening by heart. To make sure that you're familiar with them and you won't forget them. Oshi is or of course down from a sitter is the Ramah brought down, then it obviates the need to go and say all of these things beforehand to prepare yourself because you'll say them from a sitter. The Mishnah Burr then brings down a Bishura Knessis like Dola, Toma Almino, Gwaanoshim, Shemekilum Khazel, Ispao, Baupe, the Inum Massabi Mitrila he brings down the Knesset Sagdolo who is surprised and has no real explanation for how so many people in those days not everybody had a sitter so they were Daven by heart and they were Daven by heart without taking the time to arrange the davening beforehand, you i.e. to prepare these unusual insertions or the tefillah of Musa beforehand. before Somcho, I don't know what they're relying upon that they don't do this however the Mishabur says I am in the Shari Tshuva look over here in our Shari Tshuva who writes one should certainly go and try to a daven from a safer, however, from a sitter, however, he brings down the Tshuvas Harashbash, who says he heard from his father no that many people did have the custom not to follow the Shulchan over here. Lefi she'en only if it was an entirely new tefillah, but if it was only a partially new tefillah, such as an insertion over here. They didn't feel the need to do so because he writes further it's a very small matter it's a small insertion and most people in those days knew it by heart again they were used to Davini by heart so it wasn't such a big deal I didn't say it for a whole year they would still remember it well from last year and therefore they didn't need to go and prepare it beforehand, and they didn't need a sitter and that's the that the Shari Tshuva brings down however Back to the Mishnah brewery he says, Certainly, one should at all costs try to daven from a sitter or certainly to prepare the tvila beforehand because, in this manner, you won't make a mistake, even though you may not absolutely have to. It's certainly a very high likelihood that if you're not davening from a sitter, you'll forget the insertion or you'll make a mistake. Deir footnote number 2 brings down from the Kaf Chaim that when you are preparing the tefillah beforehand, don't say Hashem's name, don't say it with Shemu Malchus, just practice it. But Deir footnote number 3 brings down that you're the Chazan, then you are allowed to even say the Shem Hashem. He then brings down the Oreh HaShulchan, who explains that this is why the Chazan says the silent Esrei because he theoretically could be Yotze with his public reading of the Shmonasri, Esrei. he does the silent Esrei to prepare himself, because there's an especially concern over here, because of Eimas Atzibah, the fear of davening in public in front of the tzibbur that he might make a mistake. This leads to a famous pachlokas, a Moshe Feinstein, and Dayen Weiss in the Minchas Yitzchak, where Moshe Feinstein paskins that if a chazin is davening a different nusuch, than he davens personally, so then he shouldn't daven his own private nusuch in the silent shmonastery, and then daven the t- daven the t- in the published Shmonasrei, in the Chazar Sashat, because then the silent Shmonasrei is in a preparation for it. However, Dain Weiss in the Minchas Yitzchuk brings down that the Twila Belachash is separate, and if he's certain that he knows that he will say it correctly, so then he doesn't have to say the silent Shmonasrei the same way he will the published Shmonasrei. He can say, let's say for our argument's sake, he can daven his private Nusuch Hashkinah's silent Shmonasrei, and he's davening in a Sibur that davens Nusuch Svad, he can daven the Nusuch Svad Shmonasrei as the Chazar Sashat. That's not a problem that Zatza brings down, however, that if you do this, you certainly better make sure that you're not going to make a mistake. You have to be pretty confident that you're not going to save the Reichman Esrei for the Tziburg. Sivkat in Be'ez, the Mishnu B'ruh writes, Kiddush Pet, when you're it by heart, kosher v'machs is a shekel, shlok adin noah gino olam, shomim birkas Kiddush Lovonah by heart. People are incorrect, this is what the Velt does, but they're wrong in saying Kiddush Lovonah by heart. They're in a also Batrila, and they don't prepare it before end, they haven't said it for a whole month, and they should prepare it beforehand. And he says again, look in the Harit for the Limut Nowadays, Bar Hashem, I think most people do say Kiddush Lavana from a written text. Sivkat in Gimel, mitoch Hasidr the Burr brings down that for davenings and piyutim supplications that are very difficult to understand, certainly tzarek l'hazdeh t'chilu, you certainly should go over them beforehand. For lo mahani, say for it's not even adequate if you have a sitter because some of these words are so hard and so difficult. The issue footnote number four brings down the same is true, of course, for Kriya Satoa. Even if a person thinks he knows how to do the lading, he should practice it and prepare it beforehand. That concludes Sif Kuf. Now we go to Sif Kuf Aleph. The person has to have kavon, he has to have proper thoughts on every single the Esrei, and one is permitted to daven in a non Hebrew foreign language. The Mechavah starts off and he says, A person who's davening must have. Kavana, the proper intention in every single one of the Shmona Esri brachos. If he he's incapable of doing this, at least He has to have kavana during the first bracha of Mogain Abraham, which is in the vernacular known as the bracha of the Ovos. Elokei Abraham, Elokei if you didn't have Kavanah during this bracha, even though he had Kavanah in all the other brachas of the Sheman he has to go back and repeat the Sheman The first bracha is Ma'akev. That's what the Mechaber says. The Ramah brings down the famous Kula, Haga, Idna, nowadays, Nebuch, Chosrin b'shvil chisor and kavana. Nowadays, even if we don't have kavana during the first bracha, we don't go back and repeat it. Why? Sha'af b'chazara, karufu because it's almost certain that if he didn't have kavana the first time, he's also not going to have kavana the second time. yachzer, and therefore, what benefit does he have from repeating the Shemona Aseret? A tragic, unfortunately, very true critique of the way we daven nowadays. Mishne Bruin Sivkot Nalef writes Hamispalul. If one who daven's needs to have kavona, the yargul Odam atzma lechab in al korpanim bechasim If you can't have kavona during the entire bracha, at least try to have kavona Kavana during the conclusion of each bracha. Dear Shufut number one brings down a very cute tour who writes Shabachol chasimos habrachos yesh pesachah kol mea tevos. If you count up all the conclusions of the brachos of you have one hundred and thirteen words, which is exactly the same number of words, as in the Tefillah of Chana, on which the Shemonasrei Halachos are based upon, which is also exactly the same 130 times that the word lev, concentration, heart, is written in the Torah. The Bach adds that the conclusion part of every bracha is shevach, and that's the most important part of the bracha, much more important than our interests and desires from our Kaddish bracha, our supplications, and that's why at least at the end of the bracha, if you can't have for the whole bracha, at least at the end of the bracha, have kavonah. What do we mean by kavana? So Sivkot and Be'ez, the Mishnah B'ruh writes, Hainu just the basic understanding of what the words mean. Therefore, The Mishnah says it's such a great idea how important it is for the Hamon Am, for people to understand and learn and study what the words of the davening mean. At least at a minimum, the brachos of avos and Modim. These are the two most important brachos for having Kavona. One certainly has an obligation to know their meaning. The reason why avos is so important because that sets up, so to say, it sets the stage over here of all the praise of a Baruch Therefore, it's very inappropriate and it's not proper for a person to be thinking about something else and not have Kavana during this bracha. The age poskim the gam Modim kiavos, And there are poskim Likadrila at least, who say that one should have Kavana in Modim just like one should have Kavana in the Bracha of Ovos. The if a person knows himself and he's not going to be able to have Kavana, even during the first Bracha. So the Mishtabura says, Loy klal, he shouldn't David at all. Until he can get himself into the right mood, that he'll be able to David at least the Bracha of Ovos with the proper Kavana. Thus, the Mishnah Brewer seems to be saying, if a person right now cannot daven properly, so wait a little bit, as long as it's still within the Zman of the Tevila, as we'll see, then you can daven, preferentially daven later on with more kavanah during ovos than to daven now without any kavanah during ovos. The issue footnote number three brings down the Gemara and discusses where we get the idea that modim is also very important, ayin sham. And the issue footnote number four, he brings down Ramechayim Kanievsky, Shlita, brings down that if a person thinks that if he waits a little bit, until he can calm himself so he can daven properly with Kavanah during the first bracha, he would end up missing this mantvilah. So Chaim Kanievsky brings down the Dominic Isla, Spalal, Lefne Sov's mantvilah. He can't concentrate, so then you're going to miss the davening man, so then it's better to daven without Kavanah than not to daven at all. Mr. Bruin, Shivkat and, and brings down the Ramah where we said that nowadays Nebuch people don't daven at all with Kavanah, so he brings down the Chayyodim, nearly the din. lach The din is that you shouldn't go back and repeat the Shemon esrei if you didn't have in the bracha of avos with with Kavona. Nevertheless, I in mizkar, called him bracha to Hashem basof bracha. If you are in the middle of the bracha and you haven't yet said bracha to Hashem again Avraham, you didn't say Hashem's name yet, then yachzer lomar meloke Avraham v'chule. Then you should go back in the middle of the bracha, even though we said you don't go back if you finish the bracha because mistami you're not going to do better the next time. But if you realize in the middle of the bracha where you haven't yet said bracha Hashem, Avraham, You didn't say Hashem's name as part of the conclusion of the bracha. Then you should go back and try to say the bracha again with Kavanah, but don't say Baruch Ato Hashem, Elokeinu, Go start from Elokein Avraham, because this way you don't say the extra names, holy names of Hakadosh Baruch Hu, that you don't have the right to say now. The issue footnote number seven brings down. Are you still saying Eloke Abraham, Eloke Yitzchak, Eloke Yaakov? So, how are you allowed to say those? He says, "Mutulol Yom Roshen." It's those you can say again. But to go back to the very beginning, you can't. Since halachically you don't go back, so therefore to go back all the way to the beginning, that's more of a problem. And the reasoning there is that that's a brochel of atol if You say the beginning part. The other times, it's just saying Hashem's name, which you have the right to say footnote number 8 brings down Rachaim Kanievsky, Shlita, bringing down the name of his uncle, the Chazonish, Zatzal, that if a person realized he concluded the bracha of Morgain Avraham, the bracha of Avos, without a kavana, and he hasn't yet started the next brach, Atogi Bar, so he should at that point think through all the previous bracha of Avos, and in that way, without saying anything, obviously just thinking through, one might be able to be Stoyotzi in that fashion. However, the Mishnah Brewer and the Bir HaLacha do not seem to agree with that. Sif Beis, in the Chaba writes, A person should not daven silently to himself, just thinking, scanning the words, but he has to actually pronounce the words. He has to actually pronounce every single word, make the letters and the words with his mouth. And he should make sure that he can hear it in his own ears, albeit silently. But nobody else should be able to hear those words. But if he can't have any kavana by doing it so silently, then he can raise his voice a little bit. This is only when he's dabbing by himself. But in a tzibur, in public, you wouldn't be allowed to raise your voice. Because it's going to disturb other people. Mr. Bruin he comments and he says there are those that write he brings down in the Shiret Zion that this is the opinion of the Beda Kabayis who was concerned for this opinion of the zohar who says that even a person shouldn't even hear what he's davening. However, that's not the way we're posken. brings down the Morgon Avram, raya that this is incorrect, that there is no such raya from the Zohar, that the Gaon also says, the Avdas that even the Zohar itself, not only is not a raya against it, but it actually supports the opinion of the Shulchan Aruch, that a person has to actually pronounce every word and be able to hear it himself. And this, is in fact pesak, and this is the fact of sack the chain sharachronim and this is the psak of the graz and the hayadam shatov yosel khathilu shashmiloz the A person should go make sure that he can hear what he says in davin with the abbot however after the fact, If he just pronounced the words, but he himself wasn't even able to hear them, everybody agrees that you are at least he pronounced each of the words, even though he couldn't hear it. He said it so quietly, even though he couldn't hear it, you are you the should You shouldn't say it so anybody else can hear it. This is based upon the Her lips moved, but her voice was not heard. And we learn out many of the halochas of Davni Shemnesrei from Chana. And if somebody goes and says this out loud, so this is a person, is considered a very little belief. In other words, as if he says, God can't hear me when I'm davening very softly, I have to yell in order that God can hear me. The Hol may be a with also, and somebody does raise his voice in the davening I raise them in. He also sounds like he's a false prophet because that was their modus operandi. Sure dark and the Avodo Zora shall because they would go and scream at their avvoizarura to go and get the Avatizarura to listen to them. Eliyahu and Harakarmo used to make fun of them. He said, "Maybe you're not yelling loud enough. Maybe your God's in the bathroom. Maybe He's sleeping." So this is a knock on the avodas who would go and scream to their gods. We don't have to. Our can hear us no matter how softly we speak. And therefore, somebody who screams is considered miktanim yamuna Furthermore, the Mishnah says, "Look in the Birke Yosef and the The Person should daven so quietly. Shav chadei roh omeid besomachlo that the person right next to you shouldn't be able to hear your davening. A person says it so softly, he can't concentrate, so then and he should say it as loud enough as is necessary for him to be able to have kavana. However, but he has to be very careful that in his zeal to go and make sure that he davens with the kavana, he doesn't disturb anybody else, the guy nec- davening next to him. Sivkat and sure the Mishmur says nec- that this halach applies even in sure the Pesukah zebra. Tov shalom l'harim kol, a person shouldn't raise his voice. Why? Because God can hear you, even you silently. And not like, not like the people that are screaming and raising their voice much too loud. Well, however, On Shabbos, when the custom was in some places that one person would say the whole p'suk out loud, then it would be permissible to say it out loud and Ches, the Mishnah Kuru, comments on the comment that if you can't have it with Kavanah, then you can say it a little bit loud. So he writes, The person could have Kavanah when he's saying it so silently, but he would say it with more Kavanah if he said it a little bit out loud. That's also called Mikri and Yocholachavi. That's also called that he doesn't have Kavanah. We'd be allowed to one by himself in a louder voice. But one shouldn't take this Kula of the Taz to heart. Because of the Zohar that we mentioned previously. And he writes, Because of the Zohar that says, If you can, friend, can hear your davening, then your davening won't be heard above. Therefore, don't take advantage of this cool of the Taz that says, If you'll daven better by saying it out loud, daven out loud, even though you could daven with Kavana by saying it very softly that nobody could hear you. Sivgad and you can raise your voice. Under these extenuating circumstances, It's only if you raised it a little bit, you still can't have k'vona. Then you certainly shouldn't do it. If you can get kavana with a little bit of a loud voice, you certainly shouldn't raise it loud enough that anybody can hear you. And it's forbidden to do this in public. Even to say it a little bit out loud in the Shemones way, that is, and certainly to say it very loud. The Bir HaLacha also brings down in Debra HaMatzu Belibo, the Bid Dievid in Hispalo Balibo, if you said it totally by scanning without saying it at all, by making the lips move, then the Mugan of Ram says you're not Yotse. And this is the opinion as well of the Sefer Nefesh HaChayim from Rochaim Volojana. The issue footnote number 14 brings out a very interesting idea from Rebosh Hafeinz in that style. You see from here that the voice of a woman who's just davening is not considered erva because otherwise the Gemara would have said that Chana, the reason why she davened silently was because her voice was an erva. Since it didn't say that, obviously her voice, even if it's nice, is not considered an erva from just davening. The issue footnote number 15 cautions that one should not say any parts of the Shemun Esri out loud. Sometimes you have people yelling out Yalav yavu, when they get to it, or Ma'ashiv or whatever other insertion there is, and this is really improper. Maybe it's possible that or if the Chazim were to say this, or the Gabi were to say this out loud, to remind people it would be acceptable, but certainly for many people to do this is incorrect. The issue footnote number 18 brings down that for Benching, however, it is appropriate and proper to say every word out loud, and especially on Shabbos and Yontif to make sure that you don't forget the insertions of Ritzay and Yalav Yavu. Likewise, Disha footnote number 19 brings down from the Aruch HaShulchan that say tehillim Moslichos out loud is certainly also acceptable. And Disha footnote number 20 brings down if a person is so sick that he's unca- incapable of saying anything out loud, we've already discussed that he would be allowed to think the davening in that situation, and he doesn't have to repeat the Shemar if he gets better because he wasn't really required to do so at the time when he was sick. That concludes today's shir.